Hey, everybody. Welcome to the New Kids. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Jermaine. I'm Shariah. And we're missing, of course, honey. <laughs> but we are here um, ready to kick off this next podcast episode. And so let's first start out with the question of the day. So if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, I'm going to go with my granny. I'll bring my granny back. I'll have dinner with her. Wait, is this a dinner party? Like, are they all together? I'm guessing. Some of my choice is going to be ratchet and yeah. I'll <laughs> So I'm going to separate my dinner party. Oh, goodness. Okay. And me and my granny, we're going to have a one-on-one and we're going to kick it. And then um, I get two more people? Yes, three. Three total. Okay. Um, Stop being so indecisive. Right. So like, I know. I'm so indecisive, but I, I need to. This is. I, I only get to pick three people out of yes. all the world. Um, I would probably get somebody like Rosa Parks, someone historic, talk to her and see what she thinks of what's happening today. And my last person. I'm going to go with Jeezy because I love him. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna say that's bad. So, <laughs> that's bad. okay. Um, if I could have dinner with three people, um, dead or alive, it would be Josephine Baker. Since we're Luther in Vendros? chill on chill on Luther, okay? <laughs> Luther was a godsend, but no, not Luther oh, Vandross. Okay. Um, since we're in the clubhouse, obviously it would be um, Dr. Rosa Gregg. I would love to pick her brain and just talk to her about everything that she envisioned in the clubhouse. And lastly, it would be probably Langston Hughes, um, mainly because I take a lot of my writing inspiration from him um so yeah shout out to my opinion yes. that's amazing l me yes my dad okay because i didn't have enough time with him my dad passed when i was 12 so i would love to have asked him some questions that i need some answers to um jigger my nigga jay-z of course <laughs> Because I love him and I'm, of course, obsessed with him. And he's going to sign me to Rock Nation. I think we got that conversation. Of course. <laughs> and Malcolm X. Because the revolution cannot be televised. Even though that was even though that was uh, Huey Newton. But still, hey. I still would love to talk to Malcolm X because he would he would have a lot to say I'm sure. about yeah. America. So, my dad, Jigga, Malcolm X. I totally was going to pick Aaliyah for you. I was going to pick Aaliyah for you. <laughs> You know, I've been a Leah fan all my life, girl. I second grade, I tried to be a Leah for Halloween. I'm almost like, you no. <laughs> and we might we might hit up honey. I should text her and be like, hey, answer this question. But oh, we maybe. should pick four honey. Oh, okay. So if honey could have dinner um with three people, dead or alive, who would I'm you? gonna pick somebody from the Harry Potter cast. I'm actually gonna put that on my Instagram. I've never seen Harry Potter. I okay. have. So but, she's um, gonna pick one of them and have dinner with them. If I you no, oh my god, her. honey is such a enigma. I don't know. <laughs> Three I'm gonna have to text her in the middle of the podcast, like, "Hey, bro, answer this question." But, I'm gonna go with the whole entire Harry Potter. Yes, cast. Harry Potter cast for sure. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so city updates. Um, we have the Allied Media Conference coming up, which is June 15th through the 18th. Um, you know, I didn't even tell y'all people who I was. We gonna get to that. We gonna get there. Okay. <laughs> This is the first part. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, so, Ally Media Conference, um, we're going to put more information about that on our social media pages. So, yeah, definitely look for that. Um, and then the next phase that we're going to talk about is current events slash hot topics. We only have one, and I really don't want to talk about it in we the have context. Two. What's the, uh, oh, yeah, my bad. We have two.
two. So the first one, I don't want to talk about it in this same context, but it did make me think about a situation that a lot of young professionals, um, especially young black professionals face. So Bill Maher said, nigga, on national TV. House nigga. House nigga on national TV, <laughs> right? And if Girl. you did not know, he is not African-American. He is a... But he think he is. He think he is. But... He like Bill Clinton. But... <laughs> In this context, um, as young professionals, when we migrate into the workforce from college, from our hometown, from wherever, oftentimes we find ourselves, uh, you know, the minority in a all-white space, and we encounter people who get a little bit too comfortable with um, exercising perspective or their approach to Black culture. So, what is what is you all's perspective on that type of scenario? Like, how would you handle that situation if you have a coworker or a manager or a customer who gets just a little a little bit too comfortable they reach out to touch your hair <laughs> being a light skin African American I get that a lot because they think that I'm the token yes so they yeah. think that they can get away and say oh kiki anything kiki. you know cause you, you know <laughs> yes but no I don't know because I am black and it's you know and a lot of times I think that white people aren't racist they're ignorant mm-hmm more than anything and I think that they want to learn we just sometimes are just so offensive and think oh they're racist they're racist sometimes they want to understand more but they just don't have the right approach to it because black people are intimidating mm-hmm. now some white people will try it though they will try it they will try it when I was in high school a white boy did ask me Lex one of your parents was white and I told him his daddy and then he thought I was crazy <laughs> so boy <laughs> Boy, we come in all shape, color, size. We come different. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I am black. And far as Omar, I think that he is an advocate for black people. He is one of the only celebrities that advocates for the black culture. And I think that what he said was not malicious, but I think that it was distasteful. And it's funny how this is a huge big deal. And the Trump stuff is a huge big deal. But I feel like far as you know the uh, Kathy Griffin with Trump yeah. with the head chopped off thing yeah. but people are I like it's funny how some people are saying don't fire Bill Maher but her career is over her career is over yeah yeah uh, I do think that these people that are on national TV should really consider getting some PR reps because <laughs> they really shout out like, to all the PR people like what Please. are you doing like we talked about it a couple um, episodes ago I think about United when they yeah. dragged the guy off the plane then you post a job about a PR rep no so you should have had one before uh, I mean Bill Monday is a super hit. like he gets a pass <laughs> I mean, he gets a pass at this point. I mean, listen. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't think he should have said it. You know, people are you people are saying, oh, he's a comedian, blah, blah, blah. Here's but no, it's question. Kathy Griffin. I'm totally I'm Kathy Griffin, too. I don't think she should be uh, and, I mean, she be blackballed at all. Why do you think that was the first thing that popped out of his head? That's what Because the man was being sarcastic and said, you want to work out in the field with me. And he's saying that I ain't the one. Yeah, and I get that. Okay. But still, like. Okay. <laughs> you can say I ain't the one, but you your next response is because I But Charlemagne said he should have told her I'm out of feel white. Pure Charlemagne the guy thing. I love Charlemagne. I, I, I love good. Charlemagne. I, I I love that he says everything that everybody Everybody thinks. thinks. And that's the and people think that he's obnoxious, he's ignorant. First of all, he's Wendy Williams' pet. He started with <laughs> Wendy. What do you expect? He says it all the time. I'm not mad at him. Hey guys, my name is Hania Cross, but everybody calls me Honey. I'm a project manager and creative consultant. Currently, I offer event and brand management services to creative entrepreneurs in the city. You can find me on Instagram at Honey underscore Spiffy. That's at Honey underscore S-P-I-F-F-Y. Or you can visit my website at www.hania-cross.com. 
Hi, everybody. My name is Shariah. I'm one third of the new kids and owner of Marshall Career Consulting. I specialize in resume editing, CV editing, business plans, and all sorts of business needs. My purpose is to help you have the career of your dreams and to make you the best worker or entrepreneur possible. I also work with small business assistants, such as small business analysis and small business startup. I pride myself in not only helping you to make the best decisions for your business, but also for yourself. You can check me out at www.marshallcareerconsulting.com. You can also check me out on Twitter at Shariah, S-H-Y-R-I-A-H-M. Or you can also check me out on Instagram or Facebook, all under Marshall Career Consulting. And you do have the ability to book me at all of these sites. So let's get back to the show. All right, guys, so we are back, and now we're going to do an introduction, even though you've already heard her talking, we're going to formally introduce her. So, her name is Lexis, but she goes by Elle, and it's a funny story behind me and Lexis, because she's actually the first friend that I made on my own, <laughs> like, we went to kindergarten together, so, you know, we got some history here. Mm-hmm. Now she has this amazing blog, she's interviewed a bunch of amazing people, uh, doctors, police chiefs, musicians, all kind of good stuff, so... Welcome. Thank Elle. you. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, well, my name is Elle Brianna, and I'm from, I'm hailing from Detroit, Michigan. Joy Row X and I come both the freeway. Um, <laughs> I am a video blogger, and I am here to um, inform, enlighten, and entertain our youth and our, just the black community, period, as a culture. Um, I feel like this is my purpose in life. God has put me on this earth to do that. Everyone has a purpose, um, and that is to... Um, serve God in his ch- Jesus and his children and I feel like this is my sole purpose and I might not always be politically correct I might not always I'm a cuss I'm gonna say a lot of this you know inappropriate disrespectful things but this is who I am this is who God made me to be but I, I encourage you guys to follow my YouTube blog which is the E-L-L-E-M-A-T-I-C view the Elmatic view and I got the name from um, Nas I love Nas so Elmatic is one of the best albums of all time I think my blog will be one of the best blogs of all time. So the Elmatic View and just rock with me. I think that you would definitely enjoy. I've interviewed Chris Gotti from Murder Inc. Records. I've interviewed um, Ralph Godby, which is the former chief of police, and um, Dr. Martin, who is a professor and psychologist. For I interviewed her for speaking about um, depression and mental illness in the black community because those are things that we don't talk about and things that black people tend to shun. And that's something that's very important that we have to recognize and understand that it's okay to go through things and to be in bipolar, post-traumatic stress and things like that. So um, I do it once a month, maybe twice a month. Um, My next vlog will be um, speaking about my top five rappers dead or alive. Right before the Tupac movie comes out because he's one of my favorite. But this will be interesting for y'all. So make sure y'all check me out on the 14th of June at 8 p.m. for that. Okay, so you a Westsider. I'm a Westsider. I'm not going to hold that against you. (laughs) But all right, what's your favorite Tony Allen? I'm going to tell you. El George sucks now. I don't care whatever. I know what's going on over there. So I've been going to Nikki's. Wow. You are like the first person in the wild that I've heard say Nikki's as like. That girl, she competes is bomb. I'm a Grandy's. 
Randy's is good too. Let me say, my, I'm going to get some history on me. This might be ghetto. My family are drug dealers. My host, most family, most of my family. And so I, I got a lot of connections, different places, which isn't anything, anything good to brag about. But I feel like that helped me mold me as a woman and as a person that wanted different and seen a lot of different things in my life. My father was murdered when I was 12. Um, every man I have ever known that I love has pretty much been to prison or has been or is dead. And that's a huge thing for a, group, for a person to experience. Of course, I would always want different. I, I encourage different. But a lot of people have, who have experienced that has gone down that same road and mm-hmm. I choose to want different. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about education a little bit. Did you did you attend college university? Um, so, I went to OC, I went to OCC okay. and I went to Wayne State briefly. I wanted to take a break because I needed a break. And hey, a break has lasted me eight years. <laughs> and I went back to school and got my associate's degree this past May. Okay. Turn up. We got only one credit up my one class away, which just sucks. So I'm going to continue my education in broadcast journalism and transfer to Georgia State. Um, Education is so very important. Just to have that piece of paper just shows so much. And I want that for my mother Mm -hmm. and for my grandmother because my my papa raised me recently passed so he couldn't see me. I'm going to do it for my grandmother. That's real. Um, so you talked about this a little bit, but um, I wanted to kind of go back to what got you started vlogging or what initially was your push? Okay, your so program? I initially was going to college for broadcast journalism with a concentration in sports because okay. the time when I initially went to college, women were not on TV for sports broadcasting. I'm a huge fan of basketball and boxing. Always have been. I actually interviewed Floyd Mayweather in um 2006 for the Michigan Chronicle. I was under Terry Cabal leadership. He was the editor-in-chief at Michigan Chronicle back then. Um, I've always been into writing. Writing is my first love, but I went through a very rough year, 2016. Um, My papa... Go back. My ex was on some bullshit and caught him on some bullshit. I remember my ex, I was 13, and... It was bad for me. Two weeks later, my papa passed away. And I had prayed for God for strength. I had prayed for strength. God, give me strength. Give me strength. Give me strength. And I'm not a very religious person, but now I am a spiritual person. I had never had that connection with God until then. Mm -hmm. And I think God put me through that test for a reason because he needed me to understand that I am the number one in your life, not a man. Mm -hmm. So... God said, you want strength? I'm going to take away the person you love the most, which is my papa. My papa was my pride and joy. He's raised me since I was seven years old. My father, I guess my father was murdered, but my papa was even greater for me than my dad. Mm -hmm. Me and my dad were close. So I said, I'm going to start a blog in September. I just said, I'm going to do it. And I had not, I had not led up to it because a whole year I had been trying to get past situations. Mm-hmm. Didn't even grieve my papa. I was just pretty much going to get over situations. Before I knew it, September was coming up. My good friend, she has a business shop, the color blue. She also does logos. She made my logo. <laughs> she did my logo and. I did my social media blog and that just took me from there. I know that was my purpose. I had been praying for God, a purpose too. I was reading Psalms and Psalms of the scripture about purpose. And that was far as um, we are servants of God. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it's just like, I haven't made a dollar from the Elmetic view and I am so happy that this is what I'm doing. I know God's going to bless me eventually as long as I keep pushing forward and mm-hmm. keep doing what he wants me to do. So basically heartbreak led to this. Right. <laughs> It should have been led to it because this is my calling, but 
you know, her break related to that. So shout out to that piece of shit ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it, it makes, um, I like that you brought up not making any money off of it. I actually going to bring that up later because in one of the, your videos I watched earlier, you talked talk about not making money off of it. I think not making money off of it shows that it's something that you really love. It's your passion. Uh, uh, yes. Because we don't do stuff that we don't like no. for free. No. Like, no. we just don't. No. So I think that goes to show, like, your passion and your love for it. And it's not easy. Like, I didn't, I used to do a lot of Periscope videos, a lot of live streaming. And it would be like, I'll be looking at the camera like, I look real dumb. Like, <laughs> you know, so it, it takes a lot to be able to make these videos. It's not something that you can just wake up and do. It's not. And it's funny because I had not received any negative feedback until recently. Because I am in a social circle that is extremely negative. I'm kind of like a popular person in Detroit scene, which is, has its benefits and it also doesn't because people is always in your business. Mm-hmm. And a person on a fake page said, well, you used to live at home with your grandma in her attic. The fuck I do because it's free. <laughs> Why would I not? Do you have a grandma's house to live in? Does your grandma own a home? And does your grandma want you not to leave? Why do I leave at 26 with no kids? What's my point? Yeah. But why is that an issue? Because black folks always tell you that you're going to leave it when you're 18. No. And you're not you, ready. You know you're not you're ready. ready. If you, you are you, ready, yeah. Okay. Do that. But guess what? I'm going to be there as long as Renee want me to be there. Okay? <laughs> and what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Here's the thing. Why social media is always, how do you know I haven't left? Because mm-hmm. I ain't posted on social media because I ain't put up a thousand pictures of my damn house. That's an issue because social media has made everybody feel like you have to identify, you have really to always put everything out there. Everything out there. That's mm-hmm. the problem. It's okay to be discreet. It's okay to live in, in, live oh, in privacy. Oh, is key for everything. But but they don't get that. Because everything, is, everything is, and that was my first blog post that was about social media. So mm-hmm. I encourage you guys to watch that one because that one was extremely important for me. And I was umming to death um um because I was so nervous. But it was really, really good. The context of that one was really, really good because it just shows you that social media, I said, was a gift and a curse, a blueprint too. Yeah. And I think it's important too. Um, you know, a lot of times people think, "Oh, I'm not making money from this, so I should just quit because it's not working." And out. I'm not. My mother, my mother is very money driven. Yeah, always has. Yeah. Been. So her thing is, that you making any money? Right. I mean, I understand you. You like it, but I mean, I ain't even. I mean, you walk around here broke as hell, so I don't understand. I'd be like, "Well, listen." bitch <laughs> that's what I want to say but I'm you know okay. what you're not the only person especially millennials we deal with that I think a lot whether it's from oh, a family yeah. member oh my or gosh. you know anything like if you if you're doing something that's not traditional mm-hmm. or not something that they view as uh, you know money making job they want to know why you're doing it um, and when you're going to get a real job <laughs> or like, exactly right. so what's funny on my last blog I said that I said that black people always say their children just go work at the plant Mm-hmm. Post office baby, little railroad got good pension. Just go ahead and go there. Black folks can't touch the moon. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. You can do anything that you want to do. And black people have a real big problem with push, with killing people dreams. When I was a child, I told my mother, I want to be an actress. It's not gonna make you gonna be a struggling actress. You can just go and just go to school. Just do anything. And I don't care what you do. Get a degree in dog catching. Just do it. <laughs> and it's more to that. It's more. It's life fulfillment. It's like it's. I think a lot of times too, they don't realize that. Even though you're enjoying what you're doing, you're still working. Like it's still work that goes into everything. What I'm you researching. Have to do. I'm yeah. doing all types of things. Not, you can't you can't just get out there and talk. Right. Especially once you have, you know, you got over three hundred some subscribers on YouTube. So if you get out there and just talking out the side of your neck, mm-hmm. them followers are eventually gonna mm-hmm. be like, She's full of it. None of this. You know what makes you're talking sense. about right? I'm never gonna I did that Tupac documentary, babe. <laughs> People was coming after me, and that got twenty eight hundred views. Amen. But that one, people was going off on me because I felt like Suge Knight did it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but there's money, there's money in YouTube. It is. That's what. But our parents, our 
older generation. They don't know because they didn't know. Do you think that these people are putting their commercials on these YouTube videos for free? No. Like, this is my thing, though, Shari. I don't even talk to my mother about it. Yeah. Because you won't get it. And it's not your dream, it's mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking what your business is about mine. Don't show up when I blow up. Because I'm going to tell you. Because it's going to get there. <laughs> so at that point, you know, sometimes, you, and I made my blog last week, was don't, everybody can't come with you. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You do what's good for you. You do your journey. You you serve your purpose. You strive towards your greatness because it is for you. You can't live for anybody else. And that's the problem a lot with people that they try to live for everybody else, everyone else's acceptance. Do you accept you? Do you love you? Do mm-hmm. you know that you're good? That's an issue, I think, across the board for so many different people. Yeah, and that's, that's just, that's a personal journey for myself, was learning that I can't please everybody. That's and the, the the thing about that, like you said, like everybody can't come with you. That's actually a very biblical context mm-hmm. uh, because the Bible will tell you that iron sharpens iron. So you you're gonna if you're not around people that are gonna make you better, there's really no point in them being around. Listen, hello. Because they can't, they never understand what's for you, and you'll spend more time trying to explain to this person what your dream is, what your goal is, and what you're trying to do. You could have been spending that time researching, making videos, writing books, whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. You didn't invest your time in the wrong, the wrong area. I invested my time right here for a long time. You know what? <laughs> we all have even when you think about like relationships and friendships, every some things aren't meant to last forever. They know like, seasons and reasons. See, yes, I would think about Medea. Medea, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know some people, you know, they're putting your life to learn from them yes. or, or engage with them and experience yes. whatever and then you move on it's not always somebody something or somebody that you have to hold on to you know for dear life because and a lot of times you, you bring yourself down yeah, you, even do. if you, you drain to. yourself you dumb yourself down to appease them I told my aunt I said I don't know what God was trying to teach you with this relationship that I had because I, like I said it had broke me down so I had never, even when as a child, loved myself. Mm-hmm. I had better with self-esteem issues as a, as a kid. So I said, that's what God showed me was, you can't put your love in your, you know, you have to love you first to put you first. So that's mm-hmm. what that showed me. And although that was a very difficult thing for me, that was a, uh, I don't want to put that, a pivotal moment. Yeah, I opened yeah. it. I opened it for me. That. Even if you want that person to do good, you want that, you have to put you, you have to put you first and everything that you want first. And I'm okay with that now. I am so okay with everything. I'm so past that. I'm so just, I forgive you. I am so just, yeah. how you doing? I'm good. I, I, I don't hold any grudge, any negative, anything because I have had the relationship with God. And like I said, myself, because I understand what he was trying to show me at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those type of lessons too also remind you that at the end of the day, you have to please yourself. Always. Yeah, because everybody's not going to be pleased with what you do. Even no. If you no. do an amazing job. No. Everybody's uh, not going to be happy. And that's their own self-esteem yep. issue. Yeah. So, so you have some people that, you are good, that will break you down because they have they see the strength in you. They see the goodness in and you. And they want it. For and themselves. they want it and they resent that because you are you you are everything everything they wish they could be. And you will be surprised. I mean, people are like yeah. that. It yeah. is crazy that a lot of times it comes from your family. Oh, it comes tell from me about your it. family. Like, and tell I tell my little it. sister this all the time. Her and I have this discussion day and night. It's like people that really are for you will understand and love you enough to say, okay, I get it. You got to come first right now. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. You do what you need to do. Like, I would never try to stop any of my friends from being great. Even if I feel like their idea is stupid. <laughs> and, I'm not going to thing. Support, support is such it, it goes such a long way and you'll be you know and it makes sure people I'm sorry especially people that you think are 
everything to you. Mm-hmm. You want them to support you the most. And when they don't, it feels like you're failing. And I always say, if you don't have a vision, you can't see my vision. Yeah. So if you don't have a vision for yourself, you don't know your purpose in your life, you can't support mine. But it took me to have that break to just reevaluate life for itself and just understand, like you say, their spiritual relationship with God to know you can't always be mad at those people. They don't know what they, uh-huh. know. they don't know they asked my hole in the wall. So they you know they, they don't know. So I can't be mad at you because you don't you don't know you. Yeah. But I know me. And so I know how would you be right. happy for me. Exactly. And like I said, family is the most because like I said, I have not the whole the biggest support you know they're like mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna, make, you gonna do with your life you're 26 years old what are you gonna do what are you gonna, what's going on and that's okay because I know and I support me I get so much support from strangers mm-hmm. yeah like I can be I was at Target one time right Christmas Eve and I'm just being my silly myself and I said thank God I was in a funky mood because when I'm funky I'm funky and I had a person that was a viewer what if I was a nasty to her but I wasn't I went to the wrong door. I said, look at me. I don't know where the hell I'm going. I ain't reading. I ain't reading a damn thing. So she was like, girl, it's okay. You know, I met, by the way, I watch your blog. L something. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know? Yeah. But what if I just was a funky, nasty. Like, move on my way. Exactly. You know, was, talking and that you. was her reassurance. Like, oh, she's a regular. You know, she's just. But that made me feel good. Like, damn, I'm in Troy at Target. And I got a viewer. I'm at Punchbowl last week. And the guy was like, I liked you ever since you did that. That Jay-Z blog. I mean, I like put you ever since. And from there, I said, what do you want to see from me? Yeah. Let's have that conversation. That's. My family don't ask me shit about shit. Don't ask me, what you doing next? How's everything going? And that's okay. Because people are supposed to support me, support me. And that's what matters, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up that feedback with that viewer. Because um, that brings me to my next question. How do you uh, continue to elevate yourself with your brand or with what with your blog? Like, How do you, you know, think, okay, I want to go bigger. This is next. Um... I think I'm very in tune with society okay. and what's going on. My next big interview I'm, I'm going to be doing is Tony from BMF. She went to prison for her husband, which is Southwest T from BMF, you know, in 50 Cent's doing that BMF yeah. series. So me and her are working on getting together to do that. Um, I try to stay in tune with, I'm watching Wendy, I'm watching TMZ, I'm doing, I'm, I'm on social media constantly seeing what people are talking about. I'm asking those questions. I am, uh, I'm a very analytical person, so I'm in tune to purchase I might ask you something you know so what do you yeah. be, you know what do you want to be remembered for if you, you know I just try to pick people's brains um I know that I might not always know so of course I would ask people that rock with me like I asked him what do you want to see from me next and he said your top five dead or alive okay because he values my opinion and that made me feel really good like yeah, you know he's gonna watch it right. exactly, you know, else exactly. so and I respect him and I appreciate him for that and I'm gonna do that and I think you know as young entrepreneurs as young professionals whether you're doing a service or a good um, one of the big things that a lot of a lot of people I don't think they really think about is what does your target demographic want mm-hmm. like Regardless of what your product is, if it's not meeting a want or a need, they're not going to rock with it because it's not relevant to them. So you may have a great idea, but you have to really sit and think and ask these questions about the people that you're trying to serve. Okay, what is it that you want? How is this product or how is this service going to impact you or make whatever you're trying to do better? How is it going to change your efficiency? You know, whatever. You know what's interesting about my, um, my viewers is that they range from kids to 65 yeah Uh because i think that i i speak for the masses Uh i um i I consider myself an old soul 
So I, I definitely, and Facebook is a really huge networking for oh, yeah. promotion because those Facebookers, there are those are the ones that buy. Those are the ones that um, promote. Those are the ones that watch. Yes. And yeah. those are the people that are not 25 for the most right. part. You know, those are your 35 and up. So, and I try to hit those people too. And they ask, you're only 26. Like, why you have so many? And that's why I try to do different things. I did social media blog. I've done HIV. I've done, um, Murder Inc. Records. I've done, um, Everybody Can't Come With You. Just different. I try to hit every point, every person, every, where it can relate to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because my generation, I always know about Murder Inc. My sister was like, what the hell? It's, just, it's a child rule. <laughs> you know, <laughs> HIV awareness is huge. And that HIV awareness didn't do as big as I wanted it to, which is unfortunate because people really think HIV is obsolete for them. Mm-hmm. They think that they can, that it cannot happen to them. Mm-hmm. No, but I wanted to not. make sure they understood that it is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I want to be is I want to be I'm a realist I just want everybody to understand that things out here is real and you gotta just pay attention and be cautious I'm just that's what I'm here for alright we're gonna take another break hey everybody this is Jermaine Pencil one third of the new kids and owner of G Pencil Consultant I work with young professionals entrepreneurs, small businesses, and nonprofits to help take their organizations or personal development to the next level. To learn more about what I do, you can visit me at gpencil, that's P-N-T-S-I-L, consulting.com, or check me out on Twitter at Jermaine Pencil, that's P-N-T-S-I-L. So we're back. episode somebody doing something last episode honey was eating no the episode no. before that honey was eating tacos then she was eating she was eating hot cheetos I was eating tacos. Nah, and we had Rossi. right we had rossi the last time now we drinking tequila play pray for it y'all but anyway okay so um what is your big picture like what is it what is your grand scheme my Where grand do you see scheme yourself? is to be an actress okay an oscar winning actress i think i'm very good at acting i always have been um but i want to i want to do those movies that people don't want to talk about i want to do those um have those discussions that people like moonlight Mm-hmm. And that movie was very uncomfortable. I want to do those movies that are uncomfortable for people. Yeah. I want to be that actress that say she spoke to us. She talked about things that and we it was don't, meaningful. It was meaningful. So that is my um, right now. I'm still working on some audition tapes for me in regards to that. So uh, all in all, I want to be an actor. Okay. Where um, in terms of the city, what is one area that you think you could greatly or have the greatest impact? Education. Eventually, I want to own a performing arts school here. Okay. Um, Where did you go to high school? I went to work for Union. My mother let me go to DPS because it was having its downfall at that point. Uh, work for Union wasn't even shit. So I didn't know what that was about. What year did you graduate? 08. <laughs> okay. Sh- shout out to the 08. To 08. The turn up. I was supposed to be 09, but I was smart. Kind hey, of, kind of hey, me too, girl. Right, so, turn up. Know. Shout out to St. Suzanne. St. Suzanne. I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for private education because I think private schools take more time and I want when I have the Elmatic um, School of 
final performing arts, arts. Yes. they will have those small classrooms of less than 30 students so the teacher can take their time and mm-hmm. love and nurture those children because a kid spends eight to ten hours a day with their education. I just no, seen my old my old day. tutor yesterday at the wedding I went to, Miss Doctor Regina Randall. She was an amazing tutor for me, and I'm, education is so important, yeah. and this city needs to understand that. So I will definitely have an Elmedic School of Fine Performing Arts in Detroit some point in my life. I like that you brought up education because that that brings me to this story that my mom tells about us to me you? Day. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe you do. So my mom, um, when we went to Macy Jemison, uh huh. I don't know if Macy Jemison seemed like a public school to me, but apparently it was an like academy, academy school. It was no, right. it was it, a good school. Like it was Bates. a fancy DPS. You know, like, like it was a fancy DPS. You like Bates? You want to go like? Yep. Yeah, Bates. Go Bates, Ludington. Yep. I went to go Lightly where I met Jermaine. Okay. I was so mad. I hated So when we were younger, apparently we were having some type of shindig at my house or whatever, and you and I and somebody else, I don't know who the other person was. I'm assuming it was Robin. Oh, Robin. Robin came over on Memorial Day and hanging with us. Yes. So we were all hanging out, whatever, and we were playing school. (laughs) <laughs> so my mom said that we were sitting there and we were pretending to be the teachers and we was like yeah girl I was at the club on Saturday and blah blah that blah that probably was Miss May exactly <laughs> it was Miss May Miss May <laughs> yeah Miss May or Miss Dale Miss <laughs> all remember they were best friends they were they were they were best friends and they would talk in the classrooms and I don't think they realized that we were listening, listening. Mm-hmm. my mom was pissed so she sent me to go lightly which wasn't much better here's a problem his issue is that Miss Dale, I was a fresh kid. Whenever he had free dress, they had a full Donna Karen outfit on, which what second grader has a DK and Y outfit on, but I was a thick one to second grade. And let's talk about how her attitude was 11th grade. <laughs> so they called me in the hallway because I had a Prada book bag on, mm-hmm. a, a purse, and that's that. They called me in the hallway and said, This little damn girl got on a DK and Y DK and Y outfit and a Prada damn book bag. And her and Miss May had a full conversation about my DK and Y outfit and my Prada book bag purse. Yes. Be professional. Yeah, right. I remember the situations where I'd just be sitting there listening to my teachers. Because kids absorb, they're sponges, they absorb everything. You know, and, and kids, especially when you're talking about, the, like, when they come to you about their parents, like, oh, my mama did X, Y, and Z over the weekend. Like, <laughs> it was so the kids are sponges. They are sponges. Um, so, yeah, jumping back. So, if you could erase everything and switch careers, would you, and if you would, what would you choose? A teacher. Teacher. I love education. I think it's so important, especially as someone that relates to the culture. I would definitely teach in DPS, preferably Cody High School, which is in my neighborhood, because my mother and father both went to Cody, and I I went to summer school at Cody. Um... High school, middle or middle school, because I think middle school was that time where there, where the kids can be. Yeah, you a good one because I can't do it mainly because me and the middle school is the same size. Right, so they right, right. Because right. I'm gonna tell you, so I'm gonna be that teacher. I'm gonna say, sit your ass down. <laughs> see, I'll, I'll be that teacher. <laughs> Who you talking to? You see, you talk to your mama like uh, that. Yeah, I'll beat yeah, your yeah. ass. I'm not your mama. I'm not your mammy. <laughs> so I will be that teacher that will be very um. Shout out to all the educators out there, y'all do. Because you you are you so the unappreciated, and and you are for me appreciated as educator because when my father got killed Miss Gerhard she put a whole violence protection 
program together at my school, 105.9, before it became 107.5, mm-hmm. and brought the radio there to speak to the kids about violence protection because it was a huge thing for mm-hmm. us. And I portray it was such a small school. My father will always do things for the school. Mm-hmm. That was a, I, I spent two months of school for that. Yeah. And, and I remember that. that. Like, and I that meant that so much to me. Kids remember stuff like that. Like, I remember yes. two fathers in particular, one being yours, because your daddy was at everything. Yes. And I remember when I was little, like, where my daddy at? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think it was good that your dad was around because he never treated me like I was just your friend. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, know. he used to always take care of us. Like, if I was over there, I was eating the same thing you was eating. Yes. We went to Disney World. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, all that stuff. And I remember those things. And I remember this other girl. Her name is Jillian. Her father literally was at the fourth grade school at St. Valentine all the time. He would do everything with us. I mean, we'd be running, playing, doing all kinds of stuff. He was very goofy. And I remember those kind of people. That's so, I so think important. People need to pay attention to that because for people like me that didn't, thank God my father is now sober and in my life because I never really thought that was going to happen. But for people like me who didn't have that father, it was very beneficial for me to see other fathers. And, it, and then it's important not just to be there, but to engage with kids. It like, is. Having that level of engagement, talking to kids, yes, you know, being like adults have it, adults have the issue of acting like they don't, like they ain't never been there. Right, they don't understand yeah. how that feels. The kids have to understand that. I, I understand. Like, just be realistic with your children, and it's that way they'll come to you and have that relationship with, you, and they don't fear talking to you about things. I just yeah. talk to my mom about nothing. Yeah, I, because I, I think I was the opposite. I tell my mom too. Your much. mother were always close. But you know what? Me, <laughs> yeah, your mother were always yeah. close. And I think like, children, a lot of they were close. Think about that. But the more, like, the more your child fears you, the more, like, I, the more curiosity. Is I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's I'm all about learning, you know, because me and my mother have a very strong relationship, and I feel like. You were supposed to make certain mistakes in your 20s because I'm doing all the same things. It just so happened that you were a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't come with a rule book. It doesn't come with a, hand, a, a pamphlet that said, this is what you're supposed to do as a parent. So I don't resent her for that. You know, I understand now at 26 that you were supposed to go through those things. My daddy was a piece of fucking shit. He was a, a, a habitual cheater. He has several children on her. So imagine that I'm raising a kid mm-hmm. and I'm going through all this stuff with a man that's in the streets that's all these women it's just it's a lot it's just a toll on you emotionally and I understand her anger but now I want her to let that anger go, let it go yeah. yeah but you know sometimes it's black women or black people period or people period I'm gonna put it on a stigma on black people but you hold, hold on to harbor that, that. Yeah. this is just who I am you can't just say and that is a character flaw mm-hmm. this is just who I am you have to let that go because at that point you just you just mess up relationships you know mm-hmm. just that was a, a, a time in your life you were supposed to learn from that and do differently moving forward so for yeah. me with my mom um, I went, I, I'm afraid of being a mom because of that I'm yeah. afraid of being um, verbally abusive because I feel like she was verbally abusive with me I, I, I know my mouth is bad I don't want to call my kids stupid idiot dummy because yeah. that is demeaning and belittling mm-hmm. to your children but my mouth can be that bad and when she was talking to me like that that would kind of like so I suffer from those self-esteem as a kid because those things it would break me yeah. it broke me it, yeah and then too I took I talk like that yeah, and it's messed up. I, Are you stupid? Like you can't yeah. say that to people. Yeah, and people don't like. I think another thing that goes along with this is like us as black people. 
we put on this front like nothing is wrong. We can't fail. It's, everything's a secret. Everything's, everything's a, a secret. secret. Always, yes. Like I said, we, we were friends since kindergarten. I did not know anything about your father's past until you started talking about it a couple years ago. Wow. I had, like, literally no idea. Mm-hmm. So I called my mom, like, Mama, Lexa said this. And she's like, duh. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I think that we, that kind of holds us back as people as well. Because being a kid, not knowing... I may have grown up, or even you may have grown up to say, I want a man just like my dad. Right. Yeah. See, I didn't. I knew that my father wasn't shit. I want a total opposite. <laughs> you know, all these damn kids, all this fight, all the time, police always in the house. My mama beat my daddy ass. I used to be like, Lord have mercy. First of all, my mother was used to be big as you. 4'11". Tiny. But it'd be 6'3". She used to fuck him up. I used to be like, oh my God, I call the police. Uh, my mother is domestic violence is my daddy again today. <laughs> It's another baby. Girl, on the way. It's, another, it's another baby on the way. It was just gonna see so much stuff going on. I, and, and I say this, and I make fun of it, but I can say that it's a. I don't, I don't know. If it's a. It's a blessing. Yeah. Because I'm able to say I ain't dealing with that. that yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you don't want. I ain't dealing with that, and I've been there, done that, and you can't run nothing past me, cause boy, really got seven kids by six different women. Okay, stop playing. And it. I think I tell people all the time, we don't go through situations for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I really believe that we go through these situations so that I can tell you, like, girl, don't do mm-hmm. it. Yes. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> like, we have to go through these situations so that others can learn from it and I agree. can come to us because nothing on the face of this earth is new. Yeah. So, you know, I think testimony is real. Life. And that's why I think that I am doing my due diligence as a vlogger because my opinion, I'm, I'm in a man, I'm to everybody. But I think that I've gone through enough to be able to say and share your experience, experiment, share my experiences. Mm-hmm. Because my father being shot 10 times when I was 10. I mean, when I was 12, randomly. I'm getting a gun put to my head at 11, broken in my house. Those things are things that people may not go through or they do go through. And it's like, damn, and you were able to get through that and still be a regular, everyday person. You work every day. You go to school. Obtamulations. Because some people cannot go through that and live life. Yeah, they're so angry. Exactly. And I I say, I I do suffer post-traumatic stress. I do suffer from depression and anxiety. I don't understand that you you don't look like what you go through. I yeah. look regular like everybody else. You be depressed, I go through Girl, months listen. of depression. Once you experience it once, that's it. Like, no, this mm. is something that could be Yes. It could be constant. And my mother is so week. negative against me. I'm like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you're, no. With depression, the one thing about, like, once you've been through it, is you can see those signs. Yeah. coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten to the point now uh, where spiritually... I know when it's happening and it's like, okay, I need to be praying harder. Mm-hmm. I need to be deciding on what I'm going to do. I went through a phase, maybe like not even a month ago. I didn't want to comb my hair. Yes. I didn't want to go to work. I literally want to get out of bed. Listen, I was in the bath. I want to go to bed. I want to eat everything in the house. Because I'm a depression eater. I eat every. I gained 40 pounds being depressed over the last four years. I, was, I wanted yes. to just move my refrigerator into my room yep. and just not talk to nobody. But it's like I have. What keeps me going personally is like I know there's so many little girls that are watching me, and I don't want them to end up on my 600 pound life because they didn't move their car. Stop playing. Going back, like going back to, you know, our relationships with our parents. I, and I tell my mom all this, I tell my mama this all the time, but I consider her one of my best friends. She <laughs> yeah, has best my mama. Been, um, she has always been there for me. Like, even when I'd be like, like, I don't want to deal with none of this right now. She'd be like, girl, what's going on? Talk to me. Like, let's get this together. I think it's crazy. A lot of people find it weird to talk to their parents, parents like yeah. that. Or to talk to their mom. Like, I, I will call my mom with everything. Like, never. 
I literally called my mom with so much stuff that she was like, okay, Shariah, you're grown. You can stop telling me stuff. Listen, now. I call my mom and not just be like, her. And she'd be like, what is it, girl? I'd be like, my mother is so judgmental. Everything is a preach. Nothing is just let me listen. But I'm blessed enough. Excuse me, have my aunt, my mother's yes. older sister. We are extremely close, Pam. Me and Pam are always like been best friends. Kids. Yes. Always been my best friend. I can talk to her about anything in the world and she's a no judgment zone. We talk every day. Sometimes she got my nerve. What do you want? But we talk every day about everything and our, I thank God for her because I don't know where I would be without, like she is literally, I don't know about her best friend too. Like she, we help each other. The other day she's going through some things at her job and she's like, because I pray that we both can just be happy and I'm just like, but you know what? me too. Shout out to those adults. people. People, yeah, because people will do that. And this, yeah. is, this is important with educators too, but you think about like those adults who recognize that a child doesn't have somebody in their life, like a parent or like an aunt or somebody closer they can talk to so they fill that role whether it be a coach yep. Yep. a mentor and my dad was a coach uh, do you remember that? Yeah, my dad was a coach basketball yeah, yeah whatever yeah. like that adult recognizes that this child is going through something and they need somebody to kind of lean on yeah. and they become that person yes and she didn't have kids for long even though she has two boys me and Pam will still like and I want to do something nice for her so bad because you know those people just deserve it yeah of, yeah everything in the world she's just a grip she's a philanthropist she's just a very very good person and I just she is the I mean I said me and my mother are a work in progress I don't know if we'll ever be as close as I would like for us to be but I know how to at this point I know how to deal with her mm-hmm. but me and my aunt is just I would my, my kids probably might call her grandma shit I don't know <laughs> that's, <just. laughs> that's how I am with my uncles like when, my, when I was younger my dad was running streets he was drinking he was getting into all kind of mess and my uncle who is like four or five years younger than my dad, I was everywhere with my uncle. Like, if you look at my uncle's prom pictures, Shariah is right there in the middle, (laughs) posing. And I'm talking about, I boo-hooed because I couldn't figure out why I wasn't going to prom. (laughs) Where you going without me? (laughs) Where you going? Like, I'm talking about, I was on dates with him and his girlfriend right there in the middle. Yes. I I was always like that. So I I, I think it's good to appreciate those people because they don't realize. Whether they're family or not. They're influential, yes. They do it, and they're selfless people generally. So they do it and they don't realize the impact that they're having on these kids. Like, I had a, a teacher back in undergrad. I had one of my friends, she was kidnapped back in 2010. We haven't seen her since. That teacher literally it was a point where we were all sitting at the table crying and the only words we could get out is we want Miss Niece she dropped everything she was doing she came to us she just recently got teacher of the year um, at the graduation like literally she's been there for us through everything and she is so selfless she's the most humble person I've ever 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 met and I guarantee you if she listens to this episode she gonna cry (laughs) 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 just because I said that but I think it's important to recognize those people like you said because they don't they don't realize that they're doing they, they don't want recognition. Yeah, they can exist in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Be, like especially like you talk about university, you think about people like your Teachers work aunties, special people. Yeah, 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 like your work aunties. You know, like yeah. people. It's yeah, just work aunties. Yeah, yeah, work moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she recently left our job. I have to call her. But these are people. Her. I have one, Miss Joyce. Shout out to her. But these are people who are just selfless in who they are and what they offer you, and they don't want anything in return. They just are. That's who they are. You know, like, and it's, it's it's natural to them. Like, yeah. and I find myself doing the same thing. Like, I remember going yeah. to a point in my life where I had to realize, Shrey, you only got so many, so much room under <laughs> your wings, and I got people hanging from my toe. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to look out for 
everybody. That's why I wanted to be a teacher. Just as a, you know, because I'm just like, kids need that. Yeah, I know I'm good as an educator. Especially kids in the city. Like, for I'm going to tell you, so many teachers not even care. They just want to get the paycheck. But that's because the uh, education system has now cut out all of the opportunities for the people who care. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the demographics of the teaching uh, market now versus teachers that we had as kids, it's very different. Um, you have programs that have shipped these teachers in from like Iowa, Oklahoma, where these people don't have, number one, they don't have experience teaching urban youth. Mm-hmm. That is a completely mm-hmm. different experience than what you mm-hmm. read in your textbook. Yes, that may apply, but there are un- other underlying currents that you need to apply. Whereas you got these people who are coming from all these different places and they go into schools like Persian and they can't last a day. They may make it from in suburban areas. That may be where they shine, but it, it is so sad and so unfortunate. It so is. It's, all right. it's crazy. So I think that's pretty much all the topics that we have today. So go ahead and drop all your social media handles, how people can get in contact with you, how they okay. can watch you, whatever. What you can do, I know you've been talking about being a brand ambassador and all that good stuff. All right, so okay. So it all. if you're looking to have a brand ambassador, hit me up on the E L L E M A T I C view at gmail.com I'm also on, on Instagram I have daily conversations I just posted one today um, motivational and inspirational posts um, I also like I said I post for um, on YouTube at least once or twice a month right now I'm working on some different things trying to get my website and my mobile app before the end of the year um, things are costly I'm a single black woman this hey, is hey, hard hard, hard, out, here, black hard out here for a pimp um but just, you know, I think that you would definitely be um, interested in what I have to say and things I have to talk about. Um, I've been doing this since September 1st, 2016. Some very good posts. I, I can be silly. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely not politically correct. I might say some things you might not like, but I'm not here for you to agree with me. I'm here for to spark an interest. I'm here for you to think, you know, thought-provoking posts is what I do. I'm not here for you to agree with me 100% because I might not, I might say some shit that you think this bitch is crazy. But, <laughs> You know, uh, yes. that's that's what it is. So definitely look into it. I think you'll definitely be interested. Plus, I'm cute. You might want to look at me. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can follow us on social media okay. at the New Kids LLC on Twitter. Um, our SoundCloud and iTunes is the New Kids LLC. Everything is the new. Yes, podcast. everything is the new. <laughs> Even our email. So if you want to be on the podcast, if you have questions that you wanted to ask or questions of the day, hit us up at the new kids LLC at gmail.com. Um, social media for our personal pages. Please don't follow my ratchet Twitter if you want to hear about Follow business. her ratchet Twitter. Please don't. It's lit. <laughs> Love Twitter. <sighs> um, you can follow Honey at uh, at Honey underscore Spiffy Shariah. Uh, is it underscore Shy Shy So Fly? Yes, underscore Shy Shy yes. So Fly. Another underscore yes. because I'm Shy Shy and I'm fly. Uh, <laughs> and my ratchet Twitter is Main at, Doll. On <laughs> the main slash Main Doll slash Doc Me Main. Yeah, my Twitter is E L L E B R E A U N N A. L. Brianna and my Twitter might have all types of craziness. Listen, I mean, between the three of us, you're gonna get a lot. Girl, 
Hot ass mess. <laughs> You're gonna get a lot from us. So we didn't say goodbye the last time because he was messing around with TJ. Shout out to TJ. Yes, yeah, shout out to TJ. Thank y'all for having me on here. I appreciate it. this. Was fun. If I don't ever come back, I'm willing to come back oh, anytime, yes, any place. We're not drinking avionics. <laughs> damn near drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Dead but ass sweat. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Peace out. Bye, guys. Bye. Love, peace, and grace. Yes. With love. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Shariah, one third of the New Kids. If you would like to check out more information about us, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all under the New Kids. Also, you can send us an email if you have any suggestions or would like to be on our show at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show.